Hi, welcome to another episode of Book Off Banter. A quick reminder of our social media accounts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Book Off Banter, and our email is bookoffbanter at gmail.com. Please keep tagging us, sharing us in your stories, and sending in your stories and questions. We're so incredibly grateful for all the support you're giving us. This week, we're going to talk about horsey guilty pleasures and talk about horse fashion and all the pressures that go with it. But as always, we're going to start with a quick catch-up. So, Carla, what have you been up to? Well, I have been to dressage. Mm. I went last Sunday and I did a little bit of dressage. And do you know what? It wasn't that bad. Oh, my goodness. I I know. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I think the fact, I think the centre I went to helped tremendously. It was very friendly, very laid back, very relaxed. Vince was just on great form. Um, he was absolutely brilliant to ride. I think he was just glad to be out because obviously yeah. it was so long since he's been out. So I think he was almost like, yeah, pie. And then obviously when we got those dressers, we was like, oh, well, I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> and he, he was really good. So we came second in, we just did a prelim and a novice. We came second in the prelim. And then we won the novice, which hey. you could have, abs- I know, I know. And, you know, it wasn't win by default because no one else was in the class. You know, there's some pretty smart, which is how what's happened before. But there's there were some pretty smart other partnerships in it. And I was really, really pleased. I was really proud of myself and him. So yeah, that's amazing. I enjoyed it. Really Sometimes enjoyed it. after a holiday, they come back better, don't they? I think so, yeah. And I think for him, because he's just been bored, I think he's just been so glad to get out again. He pretty much <laughs> dragged us up the ramp of the horse box. He's like, let's go, let's go. I felt a bit sorry that he wasn't going actually properly eventing, but yeah. he was quite pleased to be out. And it's basically been all systems go with him now. We've done a clinic on him and got another one tomorrow. Well, all right. Tomorrow. So I've entered our first event again. <gasps> and so I know, I can't wait. And that's in about two or three weeks' time. So it's all, yeah, it's just feeling back on track again now yeah such a relief oh definitely definitely so um I was supposed to go jumping last weekend and pancake came out in an allergic reaction um yeah he's had a couple of them um in the time that I've had him I could have still taken the other three but just from a financial point of view what's expensive is like the getting there so it seemed he was the one that probably needs rounds. And so I just thought, I don't want to waste the money. So I thought, well, I'll postpone it and go out this weekend. But the bastard's still having an allergic reaction. And I actually had oh, to no. bet. I think he probably, to... I've got no fucking idea. Work, I think. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to get the vet for steroids because it's just not really going down. It's like it's in his armpit as well. So it's where, like, it's, it's right next to where he's good. Yeah. Um, He's done it good and proper then, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done a good job of it. So that's really selfish of him. So he's in the yeah, bad books. Absolutely. But um, I did have a funny story. So Henry's pony has been really good, but I don't think it's a proper first pony. And right. had a, it's thrown a couple of books in really, really randomly. Like, So it's a saint 98% of the time. And then 2%, it has, like, leveled in well and truly. Oh, God. And it's made me a bit nervous, and it's made him a bit nervous. And so, anyway, I kind of thought, look, I'm going to half-heartedly start to look for, like, something that's 
geriatric and, you know, we'll just give it a nice, easy, chilled, you know, time yeah. and he can move on to Tink. So anyway, I saw this pony on Facebook and it looked really nice. It was 23. It looked a bit dodgery and I was like, perfect. That's exactly right. So yeah. I rang the woman and I said to her, you know, this is where we're at. Henry's lost his confidence a little bit with booking. It's really essential that the pony is straight as a die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. She's absolutely straight as a die couldn't never book it wouldn't book. oh yeah i can imagine yeah definitely not so i was like oh super so i then broached the subject very gently with ben about potentially bringing another equine onto the yard which obviously <laughs> went, went down like a lead like yeah. kind of got him persuaded so he said right okay let me look at the videos so she'd sent me all these videos and i had watched them when i was putting henry to bed so i'd had them on mute so I show him the video. Obviously, the volume at this point on my phone is on. Show him the video. First thing the woman's shouting is, let go, let go, or it's going to start bucking. No yeah. way. Ben just looked at me and went, what? And I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. Is she a bit thick? Really thick. Yeah, did I was... You, what, did you ring her back and like, just say, um, what did you have to let go? I thought you said it didn't bark. What were they letting go of? A balloon or something like that? Because... Can you actually... On that? I, I literally just was like, you idiot. Was not what I was thinking, oh, yeah. but I'll censor that slightly. Yeah, like, and I, part, like, it was so comical that it was actually funny. But at the same time, I was like, if I had taken my child and put it on yeah. that pony and it had yeah. I'd have probably punched you in the face because I'd specifically yeah. said to you, he's frightened, like he's been, he's just been yeah. So yeah, can you actually believe though to send a video? I'm so gobsmacked at that with a, it saying, let go, let go, it's going to fuck. Yeah. I'm absolutely, I'm, it's not often I'm absolutely flabbergasted, but. It was the look on Ben's face as well, that just like, <laughs> what? And I was like, yeah, oh well that's not ideal. So obviously we're not going to look at that phony. No. Oh, so anyway, so that was my disaster. So, stupid woman. Oh, dear. Oh, well, she saved you from buying a pony. She did. Saved your marriage slightly. Yeah, for now. Something else will happen, I'm sure. Well, actually, I bought myself three new fly rugs when we're supposed to be on a budget. So, so I'm sure it'll be something else. So, what we were going to talk about this week is our horsey guilty pleasures. So, yeah. what's yeah. yours? Oh, God. I'm a bit... I'll, I'll just go for it. This came about... I was actually writing about this, and it just makes me roar every time I think about it. So, my horsey guilty pleasure is... I like to pretend I'm being interviewed by Claire Balding. I've <laughs> 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 double clear at badminton. <laughs> Really random. <laughs> okay, right. I'm never, ever, ever going to ride at badminton. I'm not good enough to ride at badminton. Claire Holden is never going to interview me. It's just my little guilty pleasure. It's my little, a little drift off there in my head, and I just <laughs> pretend all the things I'm going to say. You know, I've gone clear at badminton. Yeah. Anyway, it backfired on me slightly because I thought I was alone. <laughs> so. Instead of it being in my head, I was sort of speaking out loud. Okay. Like, I interviewed by Claire Balding. Oh, I can't believe I'm, even, I'm sweating thinking about this. <laughs> so it was as I reached the very emotional point where I'm going, 
very obviously the high I mean, it's point an emotional of my life. moment. You've just jumped clear. It's an emotional moment. I've yeah. jumped a, clear, a double clear at badminton. <laughs> oh yes, sorry. Not just a clear. So I've jumped a double clear at badminton. I haven't won it. I'm not stupid. Okay, okay. keep it realistic. Just yeah. yeah, it's realistic. Um, anyway, and as I, as I get emotional, saying we've worked so hard to get to this moment, my husband leant out of the lounge window and was like. <laughs> Who the fuck are you talking to? I think he thought that I had somebody called Claire stood outside of me and I was talking to them. And oh you know, my we're God. just like, so, <laughs> so I was like, no one. And he's like, what are you doing? So I was like, I'm pretending I'm being interviewed after getting jumping around Babington. Anyway, he just, he's, to be fair, we've been married for 15 years. He's kind of used to my craziness by now. So he just went, come on just do your interview a bit quiet I'm trying to watch the news and just shut the window again you know and it was just like as I did it, I thought oh my god this is utterly insane but I don't think I'm alone I'm sure I'm not the only person that imagines a dream. maybe that doesn't act it out but I'm sure I'm not the only person that imagines some dreams what it must be like to do something absolutely phenomenal like that it would be don't amazing to like be that. interviewed by her I mean I am looking at you I have had a similar <laughs> thing not in the interviewing thing because yeah I've never done that but I I actually wrote a blog about this because often when I blog like I'll blog as if I'm talking as if the horse is talking and I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have those conversations so we went out for a hack me and Manny and Manny was being ridiculous and he's ridiculous every year because this one person wraps one of their trees up like rugs it up and Manny really every year has a strong objection to the tree that's rugged up. So I was like saying to him, you know, you do this every year. It's just the tree. You just need to get over it. Look, I know it's silly to rug up a tree, but that's what they've done. And we've just got to make the bed. And like on and on and on I went. And then eventually he managed yeah. to get past it. And I was like, see, you big plank. Honestly, what yeah, an exhibition. Yeah. And I looked and there was just this woman standing like slightly back, <laughs> like tucked into the hedge. Just looking at me like, what the hell? Like, are you talking about your Fruit Loop? And then well, I, kind I of don't think that's, I don't think that's crazy though. I, I chat to my horse like, all the time. I talk do to, you them to their voice thing. back. Yeah, and they've all got different yes, voices. We, yes, yes, perfectly normal. <laughs> we do it for we do it for our dogs. For the horses, I do it all. I do it for pretty much every animal. My husband and the dogs is one of the funniest things you'll ever witness. <laughs> because Rupert, his humongous hand, our big black Labrador, he sounds a bit like Danny Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he, goes, he goes, "You're right, Rupert. Yeah, I'm all right, Dad." Like and it's just, and oh, listen to him. And I'm like, he takes takes a piss out of me pretending to be interviewed by Claire Bolden and now he's giving my dog a Danny Dyer voice. <laughs> I don't think there's either of us right in this relationship, quite frankly. I think we're all, yeah, but all the horses have all got their own voices. Clear Our physio was here. Um, so my horses get physio every eight weeks. So like the physio knows them and me really, really yeah. well. Thank God. And uh, so I brought Pancake out and I said something in Pancake's voice, kind of forgetting yeah. what was there. And she just like really sensibly and calmly said, do you think that's how he would talk? I don't think that would be his voice. <laughs> See, she gets it too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thinking, yeah, I'd forgotten you were there. And I said, yeah, it's yeah. weird because Pancake, I do his voice like quite slow and dopey. 
when he's actually really neurotic. But I, I don't know why I feel his voice would be the opposite of his personality, which kind of doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, Solo's voice is a bit slow and dopey um, because he's a bit special. So, yeah, I kind of get it. But as a person, he's quite a buzzy sort of person. So, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get oh, my that. God. So we're, like, mutually crazy. I think I might out-crazy you a little bit with my... With the Claire interview. Balding. Yeah. So I don't know what I mean. <laughs> like, my horsey guilty pleasure is... Yeah so different to that that is not the, that is not where I thought we were going with this like oh okay what's your horsey guilty pleasure my tack room what do you mean your tack honestly it brings me an obscene amount of happiness so I've wanted my own tack room and I can't remember I saw an interview with a rider it might have been Tim Stockdale probably like me being it's probably me being it's it and his tack room was all wood panelled. Oh my God. I just remembered it. And I remembered all the details, like that the bridal hooks were round bits of wood and fell in love with his tack room. And when we moved here, I said to Ben, that would be my dream. And so Ben made it for me. Um, it's still not finished oh. yet. But, and he made like little shelves for all my hats. And, and honestly, I am not even kidding. I'm so sad that all the bridles have to be exactly like level and square. You know, if there's a noseband crooked, it like hurts my teeth, I have to straighten it. Because when I go in there, it doesn't get old. Every day I go in that tack room, I'm like, oh, look at the tack room. It's like years and years down the line. And I just like stand in it and smile like a lunatic. So it's mine's um, really the same as yours. No, no. Still a guilty pleasure. Well, I don't know if that is a guilty pleasure. You don't feel any guilt about that. Not as bad it's as talking bit, to yourself. By your, no, I think it's a bit weird. Window, like, I you think probably... My tack room. Oh, my God. I, I'm a tack room freak. Mine's an old garden shed. I wouldn't mind as long as it isn't really super organised. No. <gasps> no. There's just stuff piled up everywhere. That... I just haven't got time. Oh my god! Like it, that gives me anxiety. Like I'm. Feel free to go out. You feel free to go across and do it. Hide <laughs> it up for me. I'm not complaining. If I it's lived closer to you, I would marry condo your tack room. Do you know what? You could get it all ready for when Claire Bolden comes to do my next interview. You, you're gonna have to spruce it up for Claire. <laughs> I mean, you can't have Claire standing in a scruffy tack room. You're gonna have to dust, get some boxes, labels, laminate some labels. I'm a little bit like Monica. Monica in a tack room, I think. Oh, my word. I, I haven't got time for that. My other guilty pleasure is, which really annoys Ben, do you like all your horse's stuff to be matching? No, not really. Oh, we're so different. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look at, I look at someone else and I think, oh, that looks nice that they're all matching. But for a start, I have a different favourite colour every week. I could spend all this money on stuff that matched my horse. And then the week after, be like, oh, no, I like turquoise now. I don't like the same colour all the time. I don't have everything matching. Like, I I don't have a colour for everything. Okay. But So my guilty pleasure would probably be head collars. Not that I buy a lot of head collars, but that probably once a year, I like everyone to have a new head collar and lead drop that matches, which enrages Ben. Because obviously when you're buying, like, six new head collars and lead ropes yeah it's quite expensive and he's like but they're all still fine i'm like "Mm, 
that they just look a bit shabby now, don't they? And I feel oh, like again, that's what like again. a vet is going to come on the yard and your horse is going to be wearing a head collar and it should look a certain way. I, I'm, I'm a little bit OCD. You are a little bit. Yeah. Again, you would hate their collection of head collars that I have. I think Polly, and I've had her 10 years, I think she's always had the same head collar. I even have to justify never... things. I have, I have this in all areas of my life, actually. But um, so like Tinkerbell has a different head collar because someone gave me a really nice head collar. And I was like, oh, it's a waste not to use it. But it's okay because she's not technically mine. She's technically head. Right. So in my head, she's allowed. But if someone had given me a gorgeous head collar, I couldn't use it on one of the other horses unless I then went and bought four more. Oh no! All mine have got different head collars. Ah! Some are old. The worst. One of the one of the ponies, Solo. His he's got like a leather one, and it's broken. But I've just kind of attached the straps, so it's fine. And then he stood on the lead rope and broke it. And I haven't actually got round to replace the lead rope, so that's just tied on to the bottom. And then it's all frayed, and yeah, it's so all frayed. And Prem's is like that. Because I can't put a different rope on because then a rope won't match the other horses. So until I buy all new lead ropes, she has to have hers tied on so it matches. I don't know if, I don't know if this is a guilty pleasure or the fact that you've, <laughs> you've, got a bit of a <laughs> you've got a bit of a problem. And I think I'm going to put this out there to the listeners and I'm going to say, mate, that's not normal. <laughs> that, I, I know I pushed it a little bit with the talking <laughs> to Claire Borden. And, but that is not normal i cannot believe you have spun this around onto me your husband caught you interviewing yourself being both claire and carla and you have turned this round to me yeah but all the same lead ropes that's ridiculous (laughs) no Like, it's so bad that you, the thought of your horses not having matching makes me a little bit like... You're getting, you're getting incredibly flustered by this. Yeah, it honestly really stresses me. Oh, you wait. I'm going to have so much fun with this. You <laughs> you're going to so regret telling me this. <laughs> what are you going to put on Instagram and things? Like, I don't think I can bear it. I'm going to have to block something. you. <laughs> <laughs> you should not have told me. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, Christ, I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, right, let's move on. I think that's okay. enough guilty pleasures. Oh, okay. So we're going to talk about horsey fashion. This came about because Carla sent me a photo of some boots, which she really loved (laughs) and And no one else does yeah i mean as a show jumper i was like wow they're a bit jazzy for an eventer aren't they the tweed brigade are gonna shun you but (laughs) whatever whatever floats your boat carla's in love well basically somebody sent them to me and said what do you think of these i was like oh my god i need those in my life (laughs) and she was like oh i wasn't expecting that (laughs) And so I have tracked these boots down. Turns out they're not going to be in my life because they're far too expensive. But they are, I think they're absolutely fantastic. Do you know why I love them so much? Why? Right. Basically, they look like a trainer. Yeah, that's what I hated. 
yeah, they say, oh, they look like, and I, and I love that. I, I think they look great because we are supposed to be athletes, aren't we? Whenever you tell anyone you do horse riding, you go, oh, I, I'm a show jumper, I'm the, an event, and they go, oh, but the horse does all the work. Yeah. That's the first thing they say, right, isn't it? The horse does all the work. And you're like, no, no, no. Or, or they say, oh, you shouldn't be in the Olympics because it's not, you're not really an athlete. It's the horse that's the athlete. And you're like, no, no, we're athletes. We do this, we do that. And then we're trying to prove that we're athletes. And then we go and dress ourselves in clothes that makes us look like the ringmaster at a circus. <laughs> Don't we? Do you see these people doing dressage? Yeah, that's hard work. I did two tests last weekend, you know, not even at that level. And they're dressed, some of them, they're dressed with them things on the red that make them look like undertakers. <laughs> they're not like they should be following a hearse down the road. And they're like, oh no, we are athletes. We are up inside. How can you be an athlete? And you've got like a bloody cravat on and a woolen coat and a pair of boots that you can't even walk in. How can you be an athlete? So I think we should look a little bit more sporty. No, you're not selling it <laughs> to me. You're, just, you're still pissed off at me about the lead ropes, aren't you? Well, I, uh, honestly, my head's whirling. I can't even cope. I'm going to be very distracted for the rest of this show, to be honest with oh, you. Dear. No, I'm only, I, I just can't get on board with the boots. I, I'm really finickety with things that I like. And it's not necessarily about how much they cost or whatever. It's like, I'll get an idea in my head and it wouldn't matter what it cost. So like those boots are super expensive, but to me, they're not in my head what a boot should look like. So I couldn't do that. The same as, so I desperately wanted, I was getting all new saddle costs for the horses with obviously my name on them because I'm a show jumper and I might forget it. And I really, really wanted royal blue, gray and white. But a while before that, I'd bought some Tech Venice, you know, those stirrups that I was talking about last time. And they were baby pink on the edge. So then I couldn't have the blue, even though I desperately wanted it, because then there wouldn't be a theme and that would hurt my teeth. So for me, everything just has to look a certain way. And to me, a horse rider looks a certain way. You can still look a certain way. We took the piss, didn't we, about show jumping jackets. Yeah. When people first started wearing those short jackets and they were using these technical fabrics yeah. all of a sudden, everyone was like, oh my God, this is outrageous. Oh my God, I can't cope with it. Now it's just sort of cut and they look sportier. So I agree with that, but you know when different. the jumpers had those ones and they, they look like a tracksuit jacket? Have you seen those ones? I love them. Yeah, I oh love them. God, I hate those. They hurt my teeth. We just have we you know, just have different tastes. Yeah, definitely. I, I just think that I think if we need the sport to be seen as modern and that we are athletes, we should dress like athletes. And and I think at the moment we don't. I think perhaps for me, because show jumping for you, you know, you've just talked about your themes and your and the different colours. <laughs> eventing which blows my mind, but eventing is so much more traditional. You know, we talked last yeah. week a couple of weeks ago actually about the, the tweed and the, and the things yeah. so eventers have got we've got a little way to go yet yeah with regards to um a lot of the use of modern fabrics and stuff like that I mean um, I totally agree things. with you for that because that's just a practical you know I'm hot sometimes yeah. in my animal if I had to wear a tweed I would be like boiling the bag um, people still wear stocks in show yeah. a lot of the time um, but you hear people go, no, it's to protect your neck. And you're like, mate, seriously, if you're going to have that sort of fall, that bit of fabric right around your neck isn't going to be... With a pointy pin in it. 
yeah just admit that you like the traditional look you know um other things be you've moved towards it's like they said going across country you can wear whatever color breeches you want just all right country so they, they have to be like a beige or a white for the dress I've been showing to them. But cross country, you can wear any colour. The utter outcry on the forums that this created, you have never seen anything like it. Personally, I'm all for it. I'm going to go and buy myself a pair, perhaps a brown. When I shit myself for cross country, you can't actually tell. I'm all for it. So I went... I went jumping once with quite dark grit jods and I got pulled into the judges box and told not to wear them again. I was allowed to jump for the rest of the day. And much so I was a bit like, oh, do you know what? I kind of agree. I just, I like things to stay traditional. I think we, I think it would be an awful shame to throw away every bit of tradition. Yeah. You know, I, at the end of the day, my whole the whole reason I am eventing at the moment is because since I'm nine years old, I have dreamt of wearing a tailcoat. Yeah, imagine if they got rid of tailcoats before you got there. I'd still wear one, I think. <laughs> I'd still wear one. You've earned the right. I would, I'd be like, yeah. I don't, I don't care if I look like an undertaker or whatever. It is. Plus, it would be something to talk about with Claire. Oh, absolutely. She'd be like, oh, look at you, traditional. <laughs> I think I don't want to get do away with all traditionals. You're, you're getting me wrong. But I do think there's a, there's a place for looking slightly more modern now. Um, it's like the te- keep the tailcoat, but get rid of those god-awful, useless top hats. Get yeah, well, I think, yeah, 100% agree with you there. I think you know, Charlotte's can't... been so good for that, hasn't she? Oh, yeah, amazing. Absolutely. And I, it always makes me laugh. People go, no, it's far more elegant to wear a top hat. You know, I've seen people with head injuries. There's yeah. nothing elegant about a head injury. So, yeah, get a proper crash hat on your hat. But keep the tailcoat. I mean, I think, and I think that, you know, for the cross country and there's perhaps the show jumping, let's move towards a sportier boot. If I want to wear my trainer boots, I want to wear them. I would eat for it to go so far that it was almost like endurance you know just people in polo shirts and leggings and I do kind of want to stay traditional but I do think we need to start thinking about athletes but the other reason why I wanted to talk about this was a tweet came up and and also at the same time as this tweet came up there was a bit of a discussion on one of the forums that I'm on about how we are sort of perceived so anyway um this woman I don't know who the the picture was of I don't know who this person was who had tweeted, but there was a picture of a woman wearing a navy lace shirt. It covered her arms. It was yeah. perfectly within the rules to wear. It was of a muted colour and it was made of lace. And it looked perfectly nice. It was fine. She was obviously happy in it. Yeah, I and loved it. This, I thought it was really pretty. A really yeah. pretty shirt. That's kind of like and what it, I like about like what you're saying. You know, let's not be so outdated like it still looks like horsey but it was a bit more girly and a bit chance to express your personality in your clothes exactly yeah Yeah. and then this person had responded with how about next time you ride in a grand prix you don't do it half naked or something (laughs) like this a really nasty spiteful comment that well i you can imagine what happened with me i just saw red (laughs) and I may have responded. I don't think it was the sort of response she thought she was going to be getting to this tweet that she put out there. But why why be so bothered what someone else is wearing? Yeah. If it's within the rules and she's happy with what she's wearing, then what's it to you? Leave yeah. her alone. Leave her alone. And the second part of this has been literally in the last couple of days, a discussion which pops up on an eventing forum I'm on. I'll mention it. Hello, Twitter eventers. <laughs> and it was a girl who has quite a lot of tattoos. Okay. And and I think she may have piercings as well. And she was concerned that 
in the warm weather if she didn't have to wear her jacket and her tattoos were on show whether she would be judged by them you know whether people would think oh well she's she doesn't really fit the eventing circles you know she's not wearing Fairfax and Claver boots and you know yeah and things like that and there was quite a few people that responded saying Do you know what actually I've got purple hair I've got piercings I've got whatever and they either sat on one side of it they either said I basically don't give a shit whether yeah. people think I belong in eventing or not or people go well actually you know what I don't feel like I belong in eventing and I don't know I just kind of thought it was quite interesting really because there's me going on about my trainer boots <laughs> and there's people really out there who who have made decis- decisions with regards to how they want to express themselves yeah and they're now feeling that it might exclude them from our sport yeah I think so. that's really sad and I think that that's probably something that women are really, really guilty for. Like, we're really hard on ourselves, but we're hard on each other a lot of the time. Yeah. And I don't really know why. Like, and it's funny, I went swimming the other day with Henry. And, you know, as you do, it was like a water box. There was loads of cues for slides. Oh, yeah. So I was just people watching. And so many of the women had like t-shirts on or shorts yeah, or leggings yeah. and like I wouldn't have a bikini there's no way I would have had a bikini on why not I would well do you know what I'm going on holiday this year with my friend and we've both said we're going to wear a bikini and I said to Ben when do you think is the last time you saw me in a bikini and he said I think probably when you were 16 really and, yeah but me and her have made a pact that we are literally, we don't care. And we are going to wear bikinis. And like, I'm actually excited. I've bought myself two new bikinis. I wouldn't have worn it to the water park. I would have been a bit self-conscious. Yeah. Um, so I'm not being funny, but actually bikinis are not very practical at water park because you might leave the top behind and coming down the slide. Uh, yeah, that's somebody all I need. I know, somebody I know may have done that in course. <laughs> a friend of mine, let's just say her name is Marla. <laughs> they left the top behind when she went there. So don't don't listen to me. Don't wear a bikini at War Park. Yeah, you're no. horribly wrong. And then you end up flashing small children. Um, <laughs> but but wear it on holiday and go show jumping and you wear a shirt. The cinnamons makes you feel like absolutely best you've ever looked. Then bloody wear it. Yeah. Stop worrying about what other people think. I hate that. I hate. Uh, yeah, I just. Form of- I think it's hard, isn't it? Because it only takes one of those comments she won't remember a million of the nice comments she'll remember that comment and then the next time she puts that shirt on it's going to be probably spoiled unless she's a super strong character like I know for me that would spoil it for me I would then feel self-conscious every single time I wore that shirt which is why that's why that tweet was so unnecessary yeah it's like why why okay you don't want to wear this blue lace shirt I get that yeah what difference does it make to this person what they choose to wear. If I choose to wear, if I got suddenly won the lottery and I went and bought these very expensive boots that look like trainers, <laughs> I love them. I've spent the money on them, but I'm pretty sure people will have an opinion on them. Yeah. And most people have that I've shown them to. Like I've shown sent these pictures to my friends of I love these boots. And they're all like, What are you thinking? They are disgusting. But people will have an opinion on it. But keep it to if they don't like what I'm wearing or what I'm doing like that sells. Certainly no place for sticking it on Twitter or Facebook. Oh. And it's not the first time. How many people? What about Danny Starwin? Yeah. How many people? And it's always eventers because they piss me right off with this one. They <laughs> see her with them feathers, which I think are fantastic. I love her feathers. I love her. Got a bit of a girl crush on her. Fair enough. Girl crush on a show jumper. 
Anyway, the amount of times eventers go, oh, that's so dangerous. Oh, she should have a hairnet on. And you're like, they're why? feathers. Why does it... Exactly, they'll come free. I'm sure she's done a thorough risk assessment. How do they think birds cope? <laughs> <laughs> they're flying around all over the place. Well, Happy as Larry. They, they like a hairnet, don't they, Venters? Well, I've never seen a bird with a hairnet. Well, the fact that her hair is free and not in a hairnet, I think it's more the fact that it's hanging down her back. Two show jumpers love your blonde ponytails, don't you, down the back. Do you know, that, uh, maybe I could jump bigger if I had blonde hair. I think maybe that's what's holding me back. Peroxide it up. Or maybe you should get a hairnet. You should go for one or the other. Oh, that's hell. That's the problem. You're in between at the moment. Mm, I've got so much hair. I actually never really know what to do with my hair. It, there's hair just net. loads of it. Hairnet. <laughs> hairnet and tweed. Hair and trainer boots. <laughs> Don't knock my trainer boots. I love them. <laughs> I love these trainer boots. But anyway, I think that the study Starwin, she makes eventers sweat. Yeah. Oh God, look at her. Look at her with her hair and her feathers. And she wore like this, hers was a jacket, wasn't it? That she made out of lace. Oh my God. So every time, every so often she wears something outrageous or she changes her feathers or whatever, it gets stuck up on one of these eventing forums and basically their world implodes. Yeah. Because they can't, they can't cope. There's they so cope. much wrong. They don't yeah, even yeah. know where to yeah, start. Absolutely. And I'm like that in the middle of it, like some little easy, easy Steering like, the pot. <laughs> absolutely. I'm like, I bloody love this. Get a pair of trainer boots on you, love. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Honestly, I'm terrible. So I think that I'm, I shouldn't be an inventor. I think secretly you're a show jumper. Although actually recently dressage. But no, I, I think my taste is really different to yours. I'm probably obviously more traditional. But the difference is like, I don't care what anyone else wears. I'm too busy trying to stay on the damn horse for a start. I just think if that's what makes you happy, like, go for it. Brilliant. The only time I care what someone else wears is if I like what they're wearing. Yeah. And I want it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, I love your hat. I love your jacket. Yeah. Those breeches are really nice. Where did they come from? And then they tell me and I think, oh, well, I can't afford that normally. But that's, that is the only time, really. And I just think, do you know what? Hats. I think that's what it should be about. I love other people's hats, but Jesus, like, they are so expensive. Like, Some of them are, yeah. Crazy. And I just keep falling off. Like, it, well, I, yeah. I couldn't that's, that's spend that much on a hat. That's when it gets pricey. That's when it gets pricey. You have to be a better rider to have a nice hat. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what it is. It's the status symbol of it all, isn't it? Saying, yeah. hey, look at me. I'm, I'm such a good rider. I can have an expensive <laughs> hat because I'm not going to fall off a brake. Meanwhile, I'm in a gatehouse, which costs like a hundred and something pounds, which is still quite expensive. You know? I'm in a Charles Owen Air 8 that's got a huge rip in the leather where I headbutted a wing, which I think says it all, really. Definitely says it all. Definitely says it all. <laughs> yeah, I, so I agree. I think that it's kind of always like, we, we always seem to come back to, why is everything so negative? Why are people yeah. unnecessarily mean? Absolutely. And I, but I just, I don't even think that's a horse thing. I do think that's across the board. And like going back to the water park thing, I was looking at the guys, not in that way. Um, and no. they were all different shapes. None of them had a t-shirt on. They were just like quite happy in their shorts. Don't give, don't give a fuck, do they? they no. give zero fucks a bloke. And then you hear about things going, oh, it's all about the dad bod now. It's all about the dad bod. And you're like, never hear about the mum bod do you they're never like oh you know, them saggy tits and the little saggy belly that's come yeah. back right back into fashion no no we all have to look like some of love island don't we oh i know and like it's so much pressure isn't it because 
you just that's what's always like hammered and then Mm. everyone else feels really rubbish don't they because you're never gonna Mm. do that I didn't even do that when I was like 18 there's no chance now so I think you've just got to go for it and that's like I am actually quite proud that I'm gonna wear a bikini because I just think wear a bikini like in 20 years I'll look back and I'll just think well I should have just enjoyed it Definitely a lace shirt. I loved her lace shirt. Wear a lace shirt. You wear, wear your trainer boots. Trainer. I'm going to wear my trainer boots. You need these trainer boots in your life, don't you? I feel like you've got really strong feelings about these trainer boots. I really love them. <laughs> and I think I love them even more because of the fact that everybody else hates them. I kind yeah. of feel a little bit protective of them now. My mothering instincts are kicking in. I'm like, poor little boots. You don't deserve this hate. So then we'd be able to do the, like, when you forced me about cutting my boots off, what if someone came and tried to cut those off you? Not the trainer boots! No! (laughs) You hate them, don't you? They'd be like, no, we're just trying to save you. Like, no, you're doing it because you don't like them. I'm sick of this. (laughs) Oh, do you know what? These poor, I'm going to put the trainer boots up on our social media. They don't deserve them. Let's have a vote. Let's put them on Instagram. Yes, we should. Yes or no? Let's do it. I think I know where it's going to go personally, but I don't care. I love it. Okay, so now we are going to move on to questions. And the first one is, who is your horsey hero? Well, we've got to mention him, haven't we? The man, the legend that has retired finally. He's retired (laughs) once before come back. Um, But Mark Todd has finally, this is it finally retired kind of thought he was going to be eventing forever yeah still riding as good as ever and went out on a high which is really really good he is a legend obviously he's a sir and I have a little story about him and it's not like it's Andrew Nicholson type (laughs) no no that's too much um when I was at Osby I was walking the course and I happened to sort of meet up with him sort of halfway walking around this course and he he was really helping me he was oh. giving me some tips he was he was lovely he was giving me because basically I started I was laughing with a fence judge about the fact that I was shitting myself and he's like no nah, no nah, you'll be right you'll be right and he told me how to ride this drop that I was worried about and then he carried on he was like giving me these points and he was lovely he was chatty and really really friendly and nice and then I happened to bump into again after I did my show jumping and he asked me how my show jumping had gone and I said oh I just had one down you know so all right that's really great that's really great and he saw me by my lorry then I went cross country and I went I went clear and as I was leaving there's a man that does a lot of these events and he sells bags of carrots (laughs) and Mark Mark Todd had been to visit the carrot man and he had two sacks of carrot one one on each shoulder and he saw me pulling out, put down his carrots and went, how did it go? Like that to me. And I said, I went clear. And he gave me a little double thumbs up and went, well done. Like that. And then, he, and then he picked up his carrots and walked off. But it was just such a lovely moment because you think this bloke's achieved so much. Yeah, that is and, yeah. so, that's incredible. That must have been amazing for you. But what a nice guy. Like yeah, to take exactly. the time. That is but that's been an overwhelming theme, hasn't it? About everyone has just said, what a lovely guy and how much yeah. time that he gives. Put down his carrots, put down his <laughs> didn't have to. Put down his carrots, gave me a double thumbs up. And it was just, it was one of those moments when you know, when I was driving away going, 
just had a double thumbs up from Sir Mark Todd. It was yeah. just utterly, the whole day was a bit surreal, but that was just the icing on the cake for it. It was just, but that's right. You're right. Everyone says that that's had anything to do with him. Is like he is a true sportsman and and that is why he's a hero. Yeah, he I was actually listening to the Equa Ratings podcast. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to listen to the special about him. And my favourite bit was they interviewed Lucinda Green. And she said that what she thought was incredible about him was that wasn't it incredible that there'd been absolutely no scandals about horse abuse and you never saw him roughing a horse up or riding it ugly or anything mm, like yeah. that he always was a horseman he was there yeah. to do a good job on that horse get what he yeah. could out of that horse on that day and she mentioned around that I really remembered where he rode land vision at badminton and it was tiring and he just he pretty much put it on his back and carried it around like he could yeah, yeah I remember that giving it a better ride and he yeah. won it and I think that's a really lovely thing to be remembered for. Like, what yeah. an amazing achievement for people to be able to say, yeah, you didn't get there because you bullied horses or you broke them yeah. and bought a new one. You got there because you were a true horseman. Yeah, that gave a double thumbs up to someone that just jumped around and clear around an office. Yeah. That's, nice and that was guy. the thing, isn't it? Nice guy. So is he your horsey hero? Yeah. I think the fact that he's retired for good he has to be now he has to be yeah I mean, put... I mean i think anyone who did that that would be my hero the t- that's oh my goodness yeah because that'll have made your just... day if someone oh did that God. to me that would like make my life i'd be stopping people on the tre- street to tell them yeah i know and it was just but it didn't feel like it didn't feel patronizing yeah that was it that was the best of it it wasn't like oh look at me sir mark todd giving this the poor little yeah he cared he it just it was him just genuinely congratulating a fellow competitor. Yeah, that's what it was. Like when I was walking the course, he was just helping a fellow competitor. He wasn't being sort of preachy with it or anything. It was just yeah. It, it really it made me see him in a really good light. And well, so that's it. He can be my horsey hero. Definitely. Who's yours? Who's so yours? mine is. I really had to think about this one actually. Like I couldn't decide. I think it's probably. Got brash. We had this joke, me and um, my trainer, where I would always say, if I jumped well, I'd say, was I like Scott today? And she'd say, yeah, you were just oh. like Scott. And then when she started trying to teach me dressage, which is a thankless task, um, I would say, was I just like Charlotte today? And she'd say, yeah, yeah. you just like Charlotte today. So then I abbreviated it to Scarlett, um, Scott and Charlotte. So I would just ring her up and she'd say like, how's it gone today? I'd say, I'm, I'm so Scarlett today. Absolutely Scarlett. Oh, okay, yeah. And actually, when I thought about it, do you know what I think I admire so much? I think maybe you admire something that you really struggle with. And what I really admire about them is they are just ice cool. And for somebody who has had major, major issues with nerves, that to me is the ability to just look at a course and just, or, you know, go into a ring at the Olympics and just say, like, she's just like, it's another ring. It's just another test and another ring. That must be incredible. I would love to be able to do that. So it's almost like a superpower, that, isn't it? That, yeah, that would be exactly. a good that superpower. A superpower. So, yeah, they're probably... I actually probably prefer Carl to Charlotte, to be honest. I love Carl. I just think he's an inspiration. Yeah. But when I thought they were the two names that came to my head and they were the two names that I used to always say to my trainer, oh, yeah, was I? Yeah. 
And I do think that's what it is. It's the, the probably the desire to be something that probably I can never be because I think that is something that although I do loads with sports psychology and stuff and I'm really into it if you aren't that personality you are only ever going to get a certain way they are the absolute elite in yeah I don't even know if they manage nerves I just don't even know if they have nerves they don't seem to do they they don't know and then I think that that gives you then the ability to just be able to make amazing decisions yeah. You don't you don't miss, you don't, you know, do the wrong thing, go the wrong way in a test or get lost or, because you'd absolutely cool as a cucumber. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think definitely something to think about there. Definitely true heroes as well for, for being able to do that. And something I hadn't thought about that was I hadn't sort of, you know, it's easy to have a hero that like, oh they've achieved great things and they're a really nice person. But to have someone that's a hero because they are so ice cool. Yeah, so they would probably be my yeah, two. Yeah, no, I, th- I can see why as well. So our next question was, do you have a favourite horse? I think mine changes weekly. Really? Okay. Because I would have thought yours would have been Vince. Vince is. He is my dream horse, okay? Yeah. He is absolutely. I sometimes, I have to pinch myself that I own this horse because yeah. he's just so amazing and he's just so lovely with it. He's wrapped up in this gorgeous ball of gorgeousness. But at the moment, I think my horses are running a little competition between them <laughs> to see who can create the most expensive vet bill. Yeah. So we've, so we've had Vince with all of his veterinary problems and we just get to the bottom of that. And then Polly came in limping. <laughs> like like I, I thought, so I called an emergency vet out to her and the vet came, oh, we need to take her in. But this, this pony's nearly 30. I was like, oh, no, she can't come in. It'll stress her too much. So they had to come back and do x-rays, did all the x-rays on her in case she'd fractured something. No sign of a fracture. She literally, after she'd had all these x-rays, walked out of the stable like she was on a catwalk. <laughs> she was so sound. And I was like, that pony's not even lame now. And the vet was like, no, no. So basically, she's cost me all this money. Going, ha, ha, <laughs> Suck it. She's, so she's gone off down to the field. Vince has cost me all this money. The other two now, they're obviously thinking, oh, I better up my game. <laughs> so at the moment, whoever doesn't cost me a massive vet bill is my favourite. That's I fair enough. With it. I can't yeah. cope with it anymore. But day to day, most of the time, I love them. I love them all dearly. And I wouldn't be without any of them. But Vince is just, I mean, just for the fact that he is my dream horse. Yeah. I don't think I've got a favourite at the minute, but that is not, I'm not one of these people who says, I don't have a favourite, I would never have a favourite. Because I, I have this theory, which really offends a lot of people. So I drove Ben's poor mum crazy because I used to say well everyone has a favorite child and she was like I do not have a favorite child oh, oh then, no, no no I don't have a favorite child I I dislike both of my children play games where I'd be like who do you think the favorite child is and all of her oh. children would would do it and I would do it with my brothers and sisters and I'd say well it's all right for you because you're the favorite and then that one would go yeah I am the favorite but I'm not his favorite I'm like mum's favorite and we would all do this and honestly it I would do it with my granny it drives people insane but it's it amuses me greatly but But yeah so I completely believe in favorites and for a long time like I had a vicious grey horse that everyone else hated and he was my favourite by a country mile and then for a long time Belinda was I think I've talked about this in the podcast that the physio used to always call her Princess Belinda yeah yeah but then when Belinda had all of her issues and I 
couldn't ride her for two years and I got other horses that I spent a lot of time with. She kind of wasn't, she didn't really go down in the pecking order, but just she sort of leveled. Everyone else probably moved up. I don't know. And now I often think about it because you know how you like to do interviews. I think about weird things like this. This entertains me. And I always think who's my favorite. And I really, really can't decide. Yeah. I'm going to say, I think your favorite at the moment is money. Because how you smiled, you know, because you didn't go show jumping because you couldn't take him. No, I couldn't take pancake. Oh, that's, Oh, I've got the wrong one. Pancake then. No. Manny's your favourite. Manny is your favourite. I have, yeah, I've got a soft spot for Manny. But then he, if if like, if you put a gun to my head, he would maybe slightly edge it. Probably. He's your favourite then, isn't it? Like, but I think maybe only recently, the problem has always been with Manny is he's not the sort of horse that's really liked a lot of attention and time. He's always been a bit more workmanlike. And I like mine to, you know, kiss them and cuddle them and talk yeah, yeah, their yeah, voices. Yeah. And Manny's always a bit like, oh God, she's at it again. Um, yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of made it more difficult. But I think I've finally just worn him down. And I'm always like yeah. grabbing him and kissing him on the nose. And he, he just looks mildly traumatized by it. Yeah. <laughs> they need he's to a, learn. They need it's to a bit learn. like abuse, abuse. This is completely against my wishes. Um, no. But I think that's what's probably stopped it. I'm, but I'm very, very grateful to him. And I never thought that I would have a horse like that in my stable. And but I, I think probably the reason I don't have a proper favourite is because I'm lucky to be able to ride all of them at the minute. But yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. For me, I've talked about this and I, I, I do feel really guilty about saying it, but a lot of it comes from the riding. If I don't like riding them, they will not have a chance of being my favourite. If they were the best horse in the world, kindest horse, if I'm not riding them and enjoying riding them, they're not going to be my favourite. So I think I love riding all of them. They're all quirky in their own ways. But yeah, so I don't think I have a favourite, maybe a I don't know, maybe like a millimetre Manny, but I don't think I've... They are Manny. But I usually do have a strong favourite and really clear, I make no attempt to hide it. Like one will will be strongly favoured over the others and I'm fine with that. That's fair, that's okay. That's okay. The horses anyway, they don't mind. Lucky I've only got one child because I'd probably be the same. No, no, you don't. You just, they just annoy my, my two annoy me equally. Like I said. (laughs) Okay, so our last question is, what are you good at as a rider? I think for me, I think I'm really, really good at seeing the positive. I think that I can have a pretty shocking result (laughs) on paper. I can have a howler of a day. And I think that I'm pretty good also at stripping it back and looking at where I went wrong, what was my fault, how I could put it right. And I'm really good at being proactive after something like that. So I don't sort of just mope around going, I'm the worst rider. I mean, I am probably the worst rider in the world, but I don't mope around going, I'm the worst rider in the world. I can never get on another horse again. I can never do this. I sort of go to myself, right, how did I fuck that up? Yeah. What can I do to just stop myself fucking that up again? And I think that's really quite an important strength and I'm really quite pleased I've got it. Yeah. Because I don't think there's anything worse than making a mistake and then going, I don't really understand why I made that mistake and... I don't know where yeah. I'm going to go from here. 
and I also feel awful and I feel like the shittest person in the world. I do hammer this home quite a lot to a lot of my friends. I always say your results are not what defines you as a rider. Yeah. And I think that the fact that I'm able to do that is really quite, I like having a good result. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love a double clear. I love, love a great a score. I love a frilly. Love it. <laughs> as much as the next person. I am all over that. But I'm also really good at recognising that actually some days I have ridden well and it still hasn't gone my way. Yeah. And that's just, that's just horses sometimes. That's just how it goes with horses. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's what I'm good at as a rider. Yeah, that's a good one to have, to keep it in perspective. I have a story about that, but that's actually for another day because it, okay. it was like an epic meltdown. I think what I'm good at as a rider is probably, I'm quite good with quirkier horses. I'll, I don't mind taking the time at home and working around things. And I think because we've always bought budget horses. Yeah, so yeah. I actually quite enjoy that. I get quite a lot out of it. And I think it's kind of given me quite a good feel of like how much you can push before you get an explosion or, you know, and maybe yeah. sometimes a little bit too soft with them because I'm always probably air on the, oh. I see, well, that's it. I actually don't believe that you, I mean, I know there's occasionally horses that take the piss, but I think a lot of the time horses only act the way they do for certain reasons. And yeah, I think I'm a big believer a in that. Belt, yeah. yeah, to then get a belt in across the arse for it, I just think, oh no, you know, work through all the possible reasons first before you go to that stage. But yeah, yeah I think so. There was a I post the I'm, other day on Facebook about um, something about like, you know, oh, a while ago, if it bit, if it bit while you girthed it up, it would have just got a slap in the nose. Like, but now it's got kissing spines or, you know, and it was very much along those lines. And I kind of thought, well, yeah, but what if it does have kissing spines? Yeah. Like, yeah, there exactly. is a reason that people say, get this check, get that check, because yeah. nine times out of 10, there is a reason. But say, yeah. Yeah. like Manny at the minute, being, he was spooking at things round the side of the arena. Yeah. And he's not actually, he's not frightened. He just no. has learned, I think, that I'm a lot softer than his last rider. Yeah. And I love Manny dearly. And I never want Manny to feel like I'm bullying him. I want Manny to feel like yeah. he's doing it because he wants to. Yeah. And unfortunately, Manny wants to jump anything that you put in his path. But he pretends that he's frightened of these things. And in the last Fox we did, like I sent the video to my trainer and she said he didn't even look at that fence until he was under it because he was yeah. too busy looking at something at the side. Yeah. And she said, you've got to nip this, you know, in the bud now. This is actually getting ridiculous. And he's going to end up having an accident because he is not paying attention. And I do completely agree. And that's where I am bad as a rider. That he would have done that with her the first time he would have been smacked. And that would have been the end of it. Mm. I let it go. Let it go. Wanting him to do it because he loves me and have like an international velvet moment. And actually, (laughs) Manny's just thinking, well, she didn't smack me last time. So now I'll do it next time again. And then the next time he's like, I'll do it twice this round. And it's becoming a big problem that really it didn't need to be. And it's, I know that's my fault. See what I've done. I've managed to turn a positive into a negative. I'm really good at that. Yeah. That's that's a definite, (laughs) yeah, that's a skill of mine, I'd say. Okay, so 
last of all is our wanker of the week. So I'm struggling a little bit this week, which is quite unusual. So do you know what it is today? I was like, you three dogs are all my wanker of the week, which I know is completely cheating, but I honestly think that you're going to agree with me when I tell you. So one of our chickens died about a month ago and I don't know where Ben buried it, but he buried it somewhere. And one of the dogs decided that it would be really good to dig it up. Oh no. Carry it into the yard. And I didn't see any of this because I was mucking out. I just thought, Jesus, what's that smell? It's the, it's Gracie. And then next thing, Rupert comes on, because I also have a Labrador called Rupert. All the best Labradors are called Rupert. Exactly. Well, I wasn't saying that today. And he stank as well. And I was like, what is going on? And then Hugo appears and he also stank. And honestly, the smell was just the most, like, disgusting thing. So I then walked out and saw this chicken. Honestly, I was nearly vomiting. It was the most gross thing ever. I had to scrub all three dogs because they had rolled head to toe in it. And I was in a hurry as well. I was really in a rush today. So the last thing I had time to do was scrub dead chicken off three dogs. Dirty little gits, aren't they? Aren't they horrible dogs when they do stuff like that? Oh. Oh. So my one, this is the ongoing saga of my husband's greenhouse. My husband is, oh my goodness, this, this greenhouse has just been traumatic from the, from the first day we got it. My husband isn't into horses and we've got, we, we obviously got this place so that we could have the horses. And he has said, Do you know what, I just, he loves gardening. He says, I just want a nice garden and I want a nice little greenhouse that I can potter around in. And previously I bought him a polytunnel because he didn't have a greenhouse. And that failed because it blew away in the wind. So... <laughs> He went, I'm going to buy myself a really nice greenhouse. So he spent quite a lot of money on this greenhouse. Started setting it up. And then we had a bit of a period of time last year when he was in the middle of setting this greenhouse up, where Vince kept jumping out of his field. So anyway, he was setting up this greenhouse. He'd gone away for a couple of days and Vince jumped out of his field. I don't know what he did. I don't know how he did it, but he broke three panes of glass on this greenhouse. (laughs) So... So I was like, anyway, I thought I'll tell my husband while he's away so then he could be angry at the end of the phone. (laughs) So anyway, he said, right, you're going to have to buy these new panes of glass. Can't finish this this greenhouse until you get them. So, okay, okay. Obviously, I haven't bought these new panes of glass yet. (laughs) And so he'd put down the side of this greenhouse and just left it and I hadn't realised. And Saturday, I had to top some fields. And I, unbeknownst, drove over what was there. Off this greenhouse, <gasps> I have mullered it to fuck. This greenhouse is never going to stand. The three panes of glass that Vincent broke was the least of its problems. It's I mean, to be fair, at least you hadn't wasted your money on those three panes of glass. Exactly, I would have been even crosser then. Um, I basically I'd been out the night before. We went out, um, <laughs> and I had quite a lot of gin. And the next morning I do this topping, but it needed gin. I was sat on this track jet. I was just like sweating, pure gin. I was feeling very unwell and literally just drove over this greenhouse. <gasps> and I just I was like, what the? Oh, and you know that moment. And you just you, think, that oh, way your stomach care. just like sinks. Yeah. And- oh, you, what yeah. am I going to do now? So basically I tried to blame it on him, putting the greenhouse in the grass. But the fact of the matter was, 
I wrecked his greenhouse. And this greenhouse is pretty much all he's ever sort of wanted. And so you've it. got a farm with stables and horses and he had a greenhouse. <laughs> yeah, he had a greenhouse. And I drove over. First, my horse broke part of the glass and then I drove over what was left in my tractor. So, yeah. And I don't think your dogs might smell of rotten chicken. But they haven't. They didn't. They didn't break a greenhouse. No, they didn't crush no. someone's dream. You've trampled his dream. Oh, don't put it like that. You're right. No, you said it like that. Oh my goodness, the poor man. You're oh, gonna find him now. like you know sabotaging your stables or something. Maybe that's why all your horses are going lame. He's sabotaging them yeah. to punish you for the greenhouse. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I've got a lesson tomorrow. I'll go out and every every tire on the lorry will be flat, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what kept my greenhouse. But I, I honestly, I felt so guilty and I felt really bad. And he said he could see me walking up from this bottom field. I just like left the tractor. I thought I'd just leave it. I'll walk up. He's looking out the window. He thought, I can. Something's wrong here because I could tell from he could tell from the way I was walking. Like, the trudging up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, I've got to tell him. And initially, he thought I'd broken the tractor. So when I went in, he was like what have you done to it? What have you done to the tractor? And I was like, I haven't broken the tractor. So I'm thinking, this is good. Yeah. This is good. He's, he's gone for the worst case scenario, which is breaking the tractor. The greenhouse is going to be nothing. Turns out it wasn't quite that way, but you know. He, he didn't feel like it was nothing. No, he was quite upset about the greenhouse. <laughs> or maybe I'll, just, I'll buy him in at the polytunnel. It'll be fine. <laughs> to blow away. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have learned from our mistakes this time. I'll weigh it down properly. Or maybe what you need to say to him is, this is sounding like he's not destined to garden. You just give up now and just let me have what he'd put as the garden as a manage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you might simple. think that you had, had ulterior motives then when you broke his greenhouse. I'm feeling <laughs> like maybe this isn't the right time. No, obviously, yeah, obviously. I'll it's probably a bit wrong. Time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah give, it, give it a bit of time. Give it a month or so before I, before I put that one to him. Yeah, I quite like that idea, actually. Well done. Go for that. No problem. Positive right. spin. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think I don't think you can beat me with your chicken dogs with that. I'm going to take Definitely it. I'm going to take not. wanker of the week. Yeah. Even I, as I was walking up, as it, yeah. I was walking up, I was thinking, once I've survived telling them this, I've just won wanker of the week. So you know, this, this <laughs> every cloud, every cloud. But I'm going to try not to do anything wankerish this week. Yeah, maybe. Right stay away from has he got anything else that he really really loves or was that his one that was his one thing that was his that was his big thing oh this isn't this was an old story but he he really loves trees and gardening and stuff like that and we've got put ourselves forward to get um a jubilee woodland from the um, woodland trust so we got like all these trees we planted them on our land and to thank us we got a little oak tree it was like a little sapling thing in a pot from the royal estate and he was so proud of this oak tree oh my god i'm and, feeling this is gonna end badly and it, pot, and it was in a pot and he used to bring it inside and like <laughs> it outside for the weather and bring it back inside it was like a child it was more than an oak tree it was a child and at the time we had a rabbit called tommy mcbunny i let him out in the garden <gasps> all the grass all the lovely plants no he ate the oak tree. Oh so I, brought him, I thought he was going to cry. <laughs> like two centimetre twig just sticking out the top of this plant. And we were like, oh, 
here it out and look what that rabbit has done to my oak tree. And it was one of those moments where it was really funny, but it yeah. was also quite horrific as well. And but he was like so upset by this oak tree. I'm definitely feeling like gardening's not for him. I should miss buy my horse. Because <laughs> we all know what smooth sailing that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically me and my animals ruin every bit of gardening thing that he tries to do. So you are definitely getting wanker of the week. I'll take that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I because I, I, I utterly deserve it. Yeah. Because nobody else has sent us any stories. And we really object to this because we don't like to feel that we are the only people that do ridiculous shit on a weekly basis. I mean, it can't be just us. Other no. people must be doing this stuff. And they're just keeping it to themselves. Stop keeping it to yourselves and making us feel bad. It's selfish. Please. Yeah. <laughs> and look what happened and look what happened last time when someone got involved and all sorts of stuff came out about Andrew Nicholson that we didn't even know that you didn't know about me. Maybe we've scared yeah. them off with your Andrew Nicholson fetish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I think you've scared Andrew Nicholson off. And also now people have messaged me so much about Andrew Nicholson that I am starting to worry that next time he's at a competition, everyone is just gonna start jumping fences. Oh my god. <laughs> and the poor man is gonna be like, what's going on? Why has suddenly everybody forgot how to jump? Looking at everyone winking at him. Like, oh, these people winking at me. What if I'm in a warm-up at the same time as him? We'll be going, hey Carla, Carla, that winking. I'll be like, oh, yeah. I'll be all flustered. And then I'll probably jump the jump backwards. Oh my that god. That would be the funniest thing if you were in a warm-up. If you were in a warm-up with Andrew Nicholson, oh that would be the best. I would pay I'm gonna get my, money to see that. I'm gonna get my photo taken with him before the year's out. For just for you, Katie. That's do it. On. Yeah. Gonna do Game it. on. Gonna t- all right. All right, so that's the first podcast challenge. Yes. Selfie with Andrew Nicholson. God, can I lick him? Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Can Can I I lick him? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, his face. I mean, his face. (laughs) Like, I'm doing that, obviously. (laughs) If it's his face, that's totally fine, then. Like... Just really calm. Look, Andrew, would you mind if I licked you too? <laughs> just your face, Andrew. You just your face. Calm down. <laughs> oh, oh, you just want their face licked. <laughs> Mark Todd will be thanking his lucky stars that all he had to do. Let's give you two thumbs up. Oh my god. We I was driving at the time. <laughs> Had I not been driving, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh right. Well we we do cover it all, don't we? On this. But for sure. I think that's probably a really good place to end it before any <laughs> other event riders are traumatized by this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to end up blacklisted, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they're going to start a petition to stop you being able to go to PE? Oh my God. Oh my God. When I start getting balloted out of every event, I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) Why am I being balloted? And then I look and like Andrew Nicholson will be on there and stuff like that. And they'll be like, oh, then I've slipped the organiser a couple of tenors. Get rid of her. She's she's threatened to lick me. (laughs) 
definitely Uh, definitely so on that note we're going to say (laughs) that's all we've got time for this week thank you very much for listening and please tune in next time because (laughs) who knows where who knows who Carla will have licked by then (laughs) bye bye